Uh, look, I, I was watching yesterday on YouTube the city council meeting, and I don't know how much we pay you guys, but we need to double it after what you guys had to go through last night. That was insane. Maybe some of us, yeah. Emotions ran very high. Uh, it's a, it's a, it, it's a set of circumstances where people feel very strongly, and I think one of the things I've learned as a city council member is, is I, I don't have uh, any entitlement to tell people how to feel, but we do have a responsibility on how people express that emotion. And uh, I think it's very regretful that that the 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 noise, the energy in the chamber got toxic and negative the way it did last night. And certainly we'll discuss that from the council side. It was racist. It was there was some some outright racism. There was some uh, um, uh, religious religious zealot comments. And uh, you know, there was a pro-Palestine person in there. And, you know, you're sitting here in the Memphis City Council chamber and they're like, what the hell are we talking about? Like, we're. We're talking about we're talking about funding Memphis in May and police reform here in the city of Memphis. I, I don't know what what you're talking about. And I do want to get to Memphis in May in just a moment here. Let's talk about these reforms. Uh, what what you guys did yesterday is that going to uh, any way uh, impede the police department and being able to do their job? That was my key concern. And you know, you watched the meeting yesterday. I made sure, and, and of course behind the scenes, but we wanted to make sure the public could see it. Is, Every step along the way from where I and, and council members like Councilman Canale and Morgan uh, Colvett and others were, were sitting is, you know, to Chief Davis as a senior law enforcement expert, is this going to negatively impede your officer's ability to execute their duties? And uh, she is on board and understands. I would tell you a lot of them are common sense and or we were already doing them like we review our training practices on an annual basis. So so we were able to vote for, for what we would call common sense reform. But uh, I want to be clear that we are we are 100 percent behind the men and women of the Memphis Police Department. Yeah, and I think that was the message from a lot of the people that were in that audience yesterday is that they wanted to show the police department that, hey, there are folks out there who appreciate and respect the, the work uh, that the MPD is, is doing. And quite frankly, I think we need more citizens to do that. And I mean, I get it. There was a lot of there was a lot of vitriol and hate last night, yesterday at that council meeting. But we need to have citizens at those council meetings. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I always appreciate it. If people are uncomfortable, you know, it's a representative democracy. You send me down there to be your your fighter, your gladiator, and I'm I'm, I'm proud and honored to do that. I think to your point, um, one of the things the, the the real progressive left nationally and locally try to do is dehumanize and, and deface the police and. And behind that badge and uniform is a human being. And those individuals have one of the toughest jobs. You know, you want your doctor to show up for heart surgery, excited, refreshed, ready to go. And we want men and women of the police department to feel like the same, that they're supported and that they wake up every day and that they're not working 12-hour, 18-hour shifts. Uh, so we need people down there to voice that opinion. And, and, and Chase, I think it's also important for people to understand, and this is an education process, and maybe this is something that needs to happen in the, in the public schools. But but people need to understand what happens once somebody is arrested and who is ultimately to blame for, for what happens. Because it seems to me that a lot of this stuff happening is really the result of the courts and these judges who are really not judges. They're, in fact, activists. Yeah, they're appointed by the, by the county commission, which you've seen the, the makeup of the body and how that's gone. It's, an, it's one of the cons of, of term limits. But Yesterday, you know, we passed a joint resolution, and Council, or Commissioner Edmund Ford Jr. Uh, has graciously agreed to uh, carry the same legislation on the county, asking all of the courts, and specifically the DA and the juvenile court, to create data transparency portals where where regular citizens like you and I can get on the internet, like Google, 
and see what happens to a case once it's entered the court, the you know the justice system, and track that data so that they know what what the performance looks like. And, and the big problem, of course, juveniles. Uh, we have a, a Stop Memphis Crime page uh, th- that's part of uh, KWAM, and uh, someone said they uh, they went in and uh, their son was the victim of a crime. Uh, the juvenile court prosecutor said, quote, this is a court of rehabilitation, and they, they really ignored the victim. I and- saw that. Unbelievable. It, it, it's one of those things, too, where, where you, it's, it's, okay, maybe that's an outlier, but, but it clearly and anecdotally seems to be a trend, and we want, the, we want the, both Judge Sugarman and D.A. Mulroy to put their money where their mouth is. They ran on transparency. Let's make sure we bring it, and we'll see how the voters react to it. And if they don't, both are subject to recall. All right, City Councilman Chase Carlisle here in studio with us this morning. By the way, our phone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Ben Dieter uh, in studio as well. Uh, Dieter was actually at the, the gathering. I saw uh, him moving around. <laughs> <laughs> did they, did they, it, yeah, were they coming after him? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, it was just eye-opening. I mean, really to see what you guys do. And I think really the best moment of the night for me just looking on was when you came out and said basically they have the same right that you do just because you guys maybe have been here for all three readings of these ordinances doesn't make the other folks that support law enforcement they're not even against the ordinances and that's what i found so disturbing they're just there to back the blue but drew rainer's yeah yep. drew rainer's aunt came down last night and it took a lot of courage for her to share her story and how his death impacted their family and the response from the left and from the activist community showed no empathy. They didn't care. And I thought it was one of the most disheartening, dehumanizing things I've seen. And and honestly, if you're ever trying to build coalition, shouting and spitting, you know, metaphorically spitting in someone's face is not the way to do it. And I was very upset by that. And, and I want you to know that we've got you on a 90-second delay just in case you trigger someone today. Uh, like, As a matter of fact, this is a Chase Carlisle soundbite of the day, cut number nine. Officers have a duty under state law to, to intervene, uh, not only in, in circumstances like Tyree Nichols where they're held accountable, but, but when someone's breaking the law. And they offer discretion but ultimately, like they have it, they have a charge when they take an oath of office as post certified to to execute when someone is breaking the law. So, uh, uh, yikes, Mr. Young, will you please remove that individual from the chambers? It words have multiple definitions. Like, I, like. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> I just, I'm just not in the mood. Yeah, let's just I'm just go. not in the mood. We're gonna go. <laughs> that's my, that's my colleague, Councilman, Councilwoman Logan, support me saying, let's just move on. Oh my gosh! Again, Dieter, I, you know, you get to see it in action. You don't go to many of these, and of course, you're a, a, a freshman journalist, so this yeah, is what no, you have to look forward to. I told Todd, I was like, you know, I thought so. We're obviously dark blue, Shelby County. Most cities across the United States are going to be liberal. I'm not, you know, shocked by what I saw necessarily, though. The reaction that you took just using the word execute, I guess you could have pulled up a thesaurus or like find a different <laughs> synonym for it. But I'm yeah, I'm a deal guy. Like I execute contracts <laughs> and agreements all the time. So it's a word that's common. But, but what's funny is they you know, you said deep blue and the reality is I'm not we are and we aren't. Like that's the thing is my experience as a Memphis City Council member 
especially when you move around around the black communities in Memphis, like we're Southern Baptist and Kojic, and, and they are civil rights Democrats. They are not what what you saw yesterday. That group is is the 6% that votes for Tammy Sawyer. They, they want you to believe that their coalition is broader and bigger, and they are not. And so they have become professionals at making the loudest noise at the most opportune time because they have, is they are full time at what they do. And so we have to we and I have to encourage my colleagues to look past that and actually think about what is in the best interest of the entire city because you go down into Whitehaven or Westwood or Boxtown and you talk to you know different groups they're not they're not for defunding the police. You know, Patrice Robinson who represents Whitehaven, how many police officers can she get? It's it's a great point. Yeah. All right, we, we've got to move on here. Uh, our time we've got to take a quick break. But uh, Memphis in May, geez, Lou. I mean, how difficult was this? But we finally have a deal. We did, and I'm very excited. And and I, you know, we I think I, I encouraged the the River Parks Partnership, the City of Memphis, and Memphis in May to to now move forward, and 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 we'll figure out how to make sure that they've got the best festival in the park. And I'm very excited about it, and 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 can't wait to be a participant myself. And uh, Dream Hotel got the uh, got the sign off. Yes, very excited that Bell's Enterprises and Tom Entrader, who's got some big development plans downtown, is gonna is gonna move forward with the zoning for the Dream Hotel, which is the old Jolly Royal furniture. Very exciting. And uh, one of these days, we got to get it together, and I want to see that high rise going up in front of the Hyatt Centric. Me too. Me too. It'd be great for the city when you put three hundred fifty million dollars into the. Maybe into the forum, you'd like to have a big, nice new hotel to host people. Oh my gosh, I was running by yesterday and I looked over and it was a massive canyon. It's very. I, I was. What is this? I guess they're going to use it for parking. <laughs> we got to do something. <laughs> All right, Councilman Chase Carlisle, always good having you on the program. Uh, we've got to take a quick break here, folks. Traffic coming up with Commander Chuck, but first, let's check in on your money this morning. <laughs> 